How's it going, everybody? I'm Jeff Slakey, and I am here with Judge Kadeen Ferguson-Brown for another one of our candidate conversations. She's currently the judge here in Mason County Superior Court, was appointed in May of 22, and is running uh, to retain that seat and then for a full term. How are you doing, Judge? I'm doing well. <laughs> Good to talk with you. Um, how's the campaign been going so far? Well, the campaign has been um, going well. It's challenging. Uh, there's there's a, just a lot to juggle, but um, I'm getting it done. Yeah. I'm getting it done. So you were appointed by Governor Inslee in May of 22 after the uh, retirement of Judge Finley. Tell me about how that process came about. I'm sure there were a lot of folks across the state that were qualified, capable of being a judge here in the county. What, how did your name get to the governor's desk? Thank you. So, Jeff, the, the appointment process is you have to complete this um, comprehensive application that asks you about your trial experience, your legal experience, your community involvement. It also asks you for references and recommendations and, 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 and bar evaluations and stuff like that. So in completing that application, you also have to go around and complete a couple interviews with different bar associations so that they can rate you and say whether or not you're suitable for that position. And so I completed all of that process. You also had to provide writing samples of um, different briefs and pleadings that you've written. And um, I submitted my packet with the recommendation of um, the Mason County Bar Association. They had interviewed me along with some of the other candidates and um, they recommended me after that interview. I also had references from judges and attorneys who have seen me and how I've practiced and my experience, they, they're aware of my experience, and they also recommended me to the governor. So after you've completed that, then the governor's office have an interview with you to see if everything they've received match up. So they vet you as well. Um, and so it, and it's, it's his legal department that, that um, did the interview. And typically, they would have a second interview, but because it was during COVID or just after COVID, it was just the um, legal staff that completed that interview. And then they met with the governor based on that, and then they um, selected the person who was the best suited, and I was the one who got that appointment. Very interesting. That's a fascinating, and now uh, you're finishing up Judge Finley's term here, and then that's where the election uh, uh, between you and the other candidate, uh, Dave Stevens, moves forward from there. Uh, very cool. Um, what has it been like? And I'm fascinated, and I think for most, most folks on a day-to-day -day basis, they don't really uh, know any judges. They, they, unless you're, I guess, in the system, really, you would never necessarily be in front of a judge unless you maybe have jury duty or something like that. So on a typical um, daily basis, uh, as you get ready for your day, how much do you, how much of the upcoming caseload do you, are you familiar with? Is it like you, you work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then you get to the uh, bench on Friday doing all your work? Or explain to me how this whole process works. Okay, so that's a good question. And um, we do get prep time. We have to 
plan prep time. But our prep time is not only during the daytime, because during the daytime, things always come up. So a lot of times we're prepping either early morning, late in the evening, or on weekends. So as a judge, we're pretty much working all the time. Um, and so we get our calendars based on the departments that we're presiding over. I'm currently presiding over the civil, civil law matters. And so we have civil um, hearings on Mondays at 1.30. And or my staff, my court admin staff, they're very good in trying to carve out a couple hours throughout the week where I can sit and see what's gonna be on my Monday docket so that I can start prepping for that. Because our, our judicial code of conduct says, whenever we're presiding over a case, we need to be competent. We need to know what is, going, what, what is coming. So we have to get that opportunity to prep and research the law, especially if it's a new area for you. Because as a judge, you don't know all the areas of the law. There, there are a lot of areas to know. So you get an opportunity to sit down and prep those. Um, so Mondays are my hearing days, and then throughout the week I have different trials or different contested hearings that I preside over, and that's the process for the civil docket. It's totally different for the criminal and for the juvenile, but we do get time to prep. Um, we do try to carve time out to prep, and a lot of times we're prepping after hours or during the weekends. I asked your um, opponent the same question. I want to kind of get your perspective too. It's tough doing these conversations with judges, with uh, politicians, you know, House of Representatives, whatever you can say. What do you think of this? What are you going to do for that? With judges, it's different. And uh, your opponent and I talked a little bit about this as well. But why is it important that you don't well, I guess show your hand is a phrase that I've heard before when it comes to judges out there. Um, so you can have that uh, independence. Is that what I'm looking, is that what the reason is on this? That's part of it. Um, so one, as judges, we need to promote public confidence, right? That people who come before us are going to get a fair trial. And the way in doing that is where we put aside our opinions, our biases, we put aside our we put aside our beliefs and stuff like that, and we only take into consideration what's presented and then apply the law. If we did it any other way, it depends it would be based on who the judge is. It would be based on my stat my, 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 my thought process and what I think is moral, right? But we can't do that because we have people having different beliefs. So we have to be able to put aside that and take the parties when they come in, come into court before us, hear their arguments, listen to the, to, to the presentation, review the facts of the case, and then line it up with what the law says. And that's how we make our decision. So the co or Judicial Code of Conduct requires that everyone who comes before us have a fair and impartial hearing. And it, in order for us to protect that and to have and allow for a fair and impartial hearing, we are limited or restricted on being partisan. We're restricted on um, talking about cases that are pending. 
we're restricted about talking about controversial issues because then, like you said, you're showing your hand. And so someone who may not be on the same page as you, they're not going to feel that they're going to get a fair shake when they come into your courtroom. And that's the reason why those rules are in place to kind of ensure that people can have confidence when they enter our courtrooms that they're going to get a fair shake. One of the things that judges do have a little bit of their own discretion on uh, are the sentencing guidelines and sentencing and things like that. Talk to me a little bit about your um, thought processes when it comes to uh, minimums, maximum sentencing, alternative sentencing like drug courts and veterans court, things like that. So, you know, while we do have discretions, our discretions are within a certain, certain limits, right? And so with the sentencing guidelines, you are given, um, based on the type of um, offense that the, per the person was convicted of, you're given various ranges that which, which you can um, sentence the person for, for confinement. And then you're also given the opportunity if the person meets the requirements that are set out by the law to make them eligible for alternative sentencing, you can consider that as well. So for me, if someone does not, is not eligible for alternative sentencing, they're going to get the sentencing based on what the sentencing guideline says, because that's what the law requires of me where someone is eligible and that person wants the opportunity to, to, to go through alternative sentencing such as therapeutic courts or the mental health offender sent sentencing alternative, then we go through and we look at what does the person meet the eligibility? What um, is the victim input? We also have some screening that takes place and we see will this be appropriate for this um, for this individual and if all of those answers are yes then we order that alternative sentencing i have presided over therapeutic courts and i've seen where it works and i've seen where people have been in therapeutic courts and didn't complete it didn't get to graduate and they ended up having to go back and serve their time in total confinement. Um, so it, these are all tools that are given to us as judges as to how we can ensure that justice is served in each situation. And it may look different for some people because that's what the law allows for. And so we have to follow the law and ensure that when we are um, carrying it out, we're not carrying it out based on biases or based on favor, favor or based on um, party affiliations or anything like that. We're carrying it out based on the requirements of the law. How, um, how do you run your courtrooms? What do you, uh, what, what, you know, what, what do the lawyers get away with? What don't you let them get away with? <laughs> um, well, one of the things that I've heard so far is that I run a really, well-mannered courtroom. I, 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 my opponent in one of, or the candidate, uh, I think it was candidate in the park, commented on the fact that he admired the way I run my courtroom. Um, 
I, I believe that respect is necessary and communication is necessary. And so for each of my um, dockets that I have, I try to communicate to the parties what I'm expecting of them. And so attorneys know what I'm expecting and self-represented litigants know what I'm expecting. I believe once that is clear, people do what you're, ask, what, what you're asking of them. Another thing that I do with um, some of my dockets, when I have, for example, dependency and even the criminal law matter, is to have um, work group meetings so all the parties come together, all the, the, the um, people who are interested, like the prosecutor, the public defense, the um, law enforcement, we come together and we talk about processes so that we can have things streamlined um, and ensure that we have cases moving along. So I, I, I like the way I do my courtroom. I have gotten very good feedbacks from attorneys and from self-represented um, litigants in my courtroom. And one of the things that they highlight over and over again is that they feel heard whenever they get into my courtroom. They get the time to be heard. Um, they get the time to present their case. And um, they don't feel as if just because they might um, be the one accused of a crime or even convicted of a crime, they don't feel any less than anyone else. And I believe that's very important because people need to feel respected. That's how we get people to be, become rehabilitated. You know, you're not treating them as discarded, but as, okay, you committed this crime, now you're gonna have to be responsible for that. You're gonna, we're gonna hold you accountable, but while we're holding you accountable, you get an, another opportunity to prove yourself. Um, and I think that is important. She's running for her own full term this time after fulfilling uh, the time from former Judge Finley, current Mason County Superior Court Judge Kadeen Ferguson-Brown. Are you online? You have a Facebook page? or I am online, but I wanted to just correct something there, Jeff. Oh, what I do? <laughs> so, and this is, this is painful. But um, I am running to finish out Judge Finley's term this year. I have to run again next oh, year <laughs> to start my own. My goodness. I know. So you've just been an interim this whole time. This whole time. I have to. So this okay. year, this, this, this election is for me to finish out Judge Finley's four years. Oh. And then next year, I have to put this on again sure. to start my own four okay. years. Okay. So, but wow. with, I know, right? But with that being said, I do have a Facebook account. It's um, Retain Judge Kadeen Ferguson Brown, and I do have a website. And on my website, you can see all the judges who have endorsed me. Over 70 judges statewide have endorsed me, and I have the judges here for the Superior Court. They all endorse me, and even Judge Finley, who retired, endorses me because they know the work that I put in. Well, check out those websites, get that information. Uh, and Judge Brown, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me, Jeff. I appreciate it.